If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister and welcome to episode 12 of the IndieCast, your weekly look at Indiana Jones news from around the world. Well, we've got a plethora of indie-related news this week, as well as your emails, so sit back and relax as we take a look at what's making news in the world of Indiana Jones. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential, huh? I understand. Every clue he followed, every discovery he made. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. Well, it's been a photo blowout this week with three new pictures from Indy 4 hitting the web. The first two are from Empire Magazine. We can see Mutt and Marion, they're driving a truck with Indy in the back brandishing a rocket launcher, while the second sees Agent Spolko with a sword at Indy's throat. The third is from MTV and is my favourite with Indy climbing down some crates in what looks to be a familiar warehouse. Check out the show notes for the links and I've added the photos to the IndyCast Flickr page. Kate Blanchett is said to have relished filming her role as a Russian villain in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but the Oscar winner and dual Oscar nominee this year is going to bump into some scheduling issues with the red carpet premieres for the film. While much of the focus will be, of course, on Harrison Ford reprising his much-beloved role, Blanchett was expected to be among the number of cast members promoting the film across the world. But the actress had to advise her studio bosses that her presence is highly unlikely. Her third baby is due in April, so when Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull comes out on May 22nd, Blanchett will be at home with a newborn child. Hopefully Kate will be able to promote the film here in Australia still, and if she does, I'll try my best to see she'll talk to the IndyCast. Morgan Spurlock, best known for his documentary Super Size Me, has a new film out called Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? What has that got to do with an indie podcast? Well, the poster design is homage to the classic Richard Amsel Raiders of the Lost Ark poster. Spurlock said, It was one of the original ideas we had. As we first started getting into the movie, I was like, this is a documentary action movie. It's the biggest action movie of the summer that's not being released in the summer. We wanted a poster that reflects that, and I love the idea of mimicking the Indiana Jones poster with all the people around it, because we're going on a quest to find this lost thing, the thing that nobody else can find, much like the Ark of the Covenant. To check it out, visit the IndyCast Flickr page at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash indycast and in kind of related news howard the duck the uncut version is being released on dvd in the uk on february the 18th and in australia on march the 3rd it'll be great to see this film again even just for the breeders of the lost stork poster now i'm not sure what i'm amazed at more that howard the duck is coming out on dvd or they spent two million dollars on the howard the duck suit and it still looks like a guy in the suit. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Duck. Indiana Jones, Tote, and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Know how long I've been looking for that? All your life? All my life. Sideshow Collectibles have posted on their blog a teaser image of their 12-inch Indiana Jones figure. Unfortunately, all you can see is, well, the indie figure in silhouette. But we will see him in all his glory at the 2008 Toy Fair, which lucky for all of us is being covered by Dan and the gang at Cool Toy Review. We can look forward to their always excellent coverage from February the 17th. I've also put up an image of the teaser poster at the IndieCast Flickr page. 
Last week we had a first look at the Taters of the Lost Ark images. Well, CoolToyReview.com have got the boxed images that reveal a cool feature. When you press his fedora, the Raiders March plays. Check out the show notes for a link to all the images. ThrowMeTheIdol.com have some carded pics of the new Indiana Jones adventure heroes. One thing is for sure, they sure are colourful when compared to their Star Wars cousins. And finally, Ruby's Costumes is offering Crystal Skull costumes for you and your pets. Featuring costumes and play props from the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the costume makers have versions of indie classic clothing for adults, kids and even dogs. They also have versions of Mutt's 50s leather look, the evil commie agent Spolko and many more to choose from. So if you're looking for that new fedora, whip, sword or want your dog to stand out amongst the pack, start shopping now. And I don't know what's funnier, dog dressed up as Indiana Jones or the image on the website of the adult mutt costume with a 50 year old guy who looks like Shy's dad from Transformers. Don't worry, this is kids play. Uh oh. What did you do now, Indy? I think I turned it on. Indiana Jones, the video game. GoNintendo.com has the box art for the Wii Lego Indiana Jones game, and it's a safe bet that the PC and other consoles will also look the same. I've added a picture to the IndieCast Flickr page. Lego have updated their website with an interactive museum and an online playable game with our favourite brick-sized adventurer. Starting off in the Marshall College Museum, players can look around and highlight some of the more famous treasure hunts of Indy's past. There is only one playable game at the moment, the Chachapoyan Temple, where you can help out Indy dodge and jump over hazards while picking up gold coins, all the time being chased by the infamous rolling boulder. I've got the link in the show notes, just make sure you have a few hours spare because this game is quite addictive. Thanks to IndyCast correspondent Mitchell for the heads up. It's today's mail, and it's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Another week and some more great emails. First up, an email from Ben, who has a great indie tale. Ben writes, First of all, thanks for the great job you are doing. I've downloaded all of the podcasts and I'm slowly catching up. I've been an indie fan since the beginning, as apparent by the Golden Boss 10th Anniversary Raiders poster hanging in my living room that I somehow found at a store for only $10, and that it is not uncommon for my Lucasfilm indie fedora to be part of my wardrobe when I go out. And now, onto my most vivid story about Indiana Jones. I first watched Raiders when it was released on VHS and fell in love with it immediately. I was an army brat living in Germany at the time as my dad was in the military and I still remember running around as Frankfurt Ben in my homemade indie costume using an elastic belt as a whip. When it was time for Temple of Doom to be released, my brother and I couldn't wait to see it. However, my parents were wary of letting an 8 and a 12 year old see the heart part that was openly reported about by the media. Eventually my parents and I were in Garmisch on vacation and in an American hotel there was a tiny theatre that was showing Temple. After much begging, pleading and promises to shut our eyes during the heart part, my parents caved in and allowed us to see the movie. I actually don't think it took too much convincing as my parents wanted to see it just as much as we did. We sat in the theatre and were blown away and I even managed to watch the heart part, even with my mother trying to cover my eyes. I left the theatre totally excited and full of adrenaline. We met up with my aunt in the lobby and I proceeded to excitedly tell her all about the movie describing my favourite scenes. For emphasis, I thought it was a good idea to give my aunt a demonstration of Short Round's roundhouse kick. Overly excited and having no coordination, I lost my footing and fell to the ground my head colliding with the European metal heating unit, cracking my head open. My parents whisked me away to a bathroom shoving my head under a faucet. 
I remember staring into the sink watching the blood flowing from my head and only being a little bit upset as I was still pumped about the experience I just had. Somehow my parents in the middle of the night were able to find a German doctor nearby and I got several stitches. I'll always think fondly about that night and smile that Indiana Jones defiantly left its mark on me. I still can't think about Temple of Doom without remembering those events. Now as I wait in anticipation of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'm looking forward to be able to put on my fedora and take my own kids to see an indie movie on the big screen and be with them to share in our common love. I'll just make sure to hold on to them as we leave the show. Once again, thanks for everything and keep up the good work. And maybe later, I'll send you my theory about Indy, the Ark of the Covenant and Stargate. It has to do with the Ark actually being a piece of ancient technology intended to study the Wraith's ability to make humans see spirits and images. Found by the Goa'uld Shishak and taken to Tanis, a sort of Nakwita generator on overload that went boom melting the Nazis. Um, wait, that was my whole theory. Cheers and good adventures to you, Ben Coleman. Thanks, Ben, for that great indie tale. I'm sure all of us have some sort of injury or scar thanks to reenacting an Indiana Jones movie. And as I said in my email, I'd love to see Jack O'Neill and Indy in an adventure together. Maybe we could get MacGyver in there too. His last telemovie, The Lost Treasure of Atlantis, was a pretty good indie homage and much better than the first two National Treasure movies, in my opinion, which I read, actually, that they're actually making three and four back-to-back, focusing on Easter Island and Atlantis. All right, now I'm really way off topic. Thanks again, Ben, for the email. Next up is Ed. Not me, but uh, Ed, better known as Dex. Dex writes, Hello from one Ed to another. Just wanted to say a great job on the IndieCast. I'm not going much out of my way to find anything out about the new film, unlike, say, if it were a new Star Wars movie. So it's a great one to stop and listen to to keep me updated. Mind, it's not that I don't love indie, but I just want it to be as fresh as possible when I see it. Props to whoever put together the gaming section bumper. First time I heard that had me tripping back down memory lane and the great and not so great indie games over the years, from the Atari 2600 to Nintendo to the classic LucasArts point and clicks to the Temple of Doom arcade to the pinball. I've joined Indy on every virtual adventure I could go on and I'm really looking forward to his Lego treatment, especially to see what happens when the arc is opened. I'm sure it will be hilarious. I only hope you're prepared for the coming months as I'm sure your workload is going to grow exponentially as we get closer to the release. Cheers from Dex. Well thanks Dex. The indie games have been pretty darn good over the years so I'm pretty sure the Lego indie one will continue the tradition. Let's hope it's not the last too. As for the bumper, it was great fun putting it together. I forgot how much fun Fate of Atlantis was. IndieCast listener Mike Faulkner wrote in and said, Hey Ed, I found this sort of interesting tidbit from imdb.com. It's sort of indie related, I guess. Indiana is a girl's name? Well, if you're Tim Burton, anything goes. Sweeney Todd filmmaker Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter have named their six-week-year-old daughter Indiana Rose, according to reports. Keep up the good work on the IndieCast. Well, thanks, Mike. Well, I have taught a female student called India, but I guess Indiana could be your girl's name. Hey, at least he didn't call her Beetlejuice. And finally, a quick shout-out to IndieCast listeners Jerry and Derek. Thanks for the emails, and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. If you have an indie tale, a new story, or just want to say hi, send me an email at ed at comicgenius.com, or as always, you can discuss any of the stories you heard today in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Don't forget, you can also send in your indie-related photos to me, and I'll add them to the IndieCast Flickr page at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. 
Well, what a week it's been. You may have noticed that the show is coming out now on the weekend. Well, I've just started a new teaching job, so I'll be putting the show together on Saturday, and that way it also doesn't mess with the Forcecast too. As always, check out the show notes for further details on the, all the stories we covered. Thanks to Dustin, Dan, Jay, Jimmy Mac, Jason, Pete, and everyone at theforce.net. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name... It must be Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Force.net LLC, unless otherwise indicated. I am now one of the dark overlords of the universe.